1: Contact our brewery sales team to provide you with the hop-related tools you need to craft your next great beer. For more information, visit hopsteiner.com. Additional support provided by... Get to know Proximity Malt. We malt superior, European-style, low-protein varieties grown close to home in Delaware and Colorado. Domestically grown, precisely malted to style. With our team of seasoned experts and two brand-new malt houses, try what's really new in malt. Check us out at www.proximitymalt.com. Additional support provided by? The secret to quality fermentation is White Labs. Core strains are made weekly and most can ship out the next day. Order through the White Labs app or yeastman.com. Visit whitelabs.com backslash for a new customer special offer. That's whitelabs.com backslash
2: blockade of uh, Leningrad, St. Petersburg, and there was a period of, you know, uh, food rations. You could throw away maybe some things like old um, uh, meat or some, some, but you could never throw away bread. Bread goes hard, you know, you can't, you can't cut it anymore <laughs> to that point. So what do you do with it? You can't throw it out. You have to make cloths out of it.
0: This week on the show, we go way back to episode 20, which originally aired in January of 2017 to hear about brewing traditional Russian kvass. Welcome to the Master Brewers Podcast. I'm your host, John Bryce. Today, I'm joined by Alex Gertzman of Flotveg Separation Technology. Alex, welcome to the podcast.
2: Uh, Thank you, John. My pleasure.
0: Alex, we're here to discuss your recent TQ article, Um, challenges in brewing higher alcohol kvass. Let's get started with some background information here. Alex, what is kvass and how is it made?
2: Uh, Kvass is a traditional Russian uh, beverage that is now more foreseen as a non-alcoholic. But the origin of kvass was actually a mildly alcoholic beverage, similar to beer, or actually more like a stronger beer because it had... One time it was uh, up to about 10% alcohol by volume. Uh, so it's an ind- indigenous uh, Russian beverage. Uh, it's been around for, yeah, probably uh, well, uh, dating back to 989 A.D. Uh, so it's you know over a thousand years old. Uh, and um, it's been uh, different in terms of what... Con- there's no, like, basically, bought for Klaas. Um, and back, actually, if you look at the era, nine eighty nine AD, that's when uh, the beer was actually... Non hops, so the hops only came around uh, somewhere around 12th century, 11th maybe 12th century. Okay. So in that sense, they were kind of similar, except that uh, traditionally, kvass was always made of rye, um, but there were also some derivations, and that's what I also uh, mentioned in the article. Uh, there are also some fruit-made uh, um and also. Uh, Uh, They've been using also some other grains like buckwheat, um, wheat, um, but uh, rye is the predominant and that's what, in a a modern area, everybody associates quass with rye. Um, So in a home, um, there's a homemade uh, beverage. It's typically rye bread and um, uh, on an industrial scale, it's uh, rye malt.
0: Excellent. Well, how about the um, how about the flavor? Could you describe a little bit what this stuff tastes like?
2: Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, if it's a homemade quass, and a lot of times in a homemade quass, you don't add additional CO two. You basically rely on the carbonation that was a result of fermentation. So it's a little bit flatter and. Um, yeah. In this sense, you can actually, uh, some people I know that tasted it, that I've uh, given to, uh, they they compared it to some of the malt beverages you find like in the Caribbean sometimes. A little bit different uh, origin, but um, it has some some of that. But um, if you ever also had any, um, any beer that's been made with rye, uh, with rye malts, um, you could find some of that distinction, but, um, you know, they're just like, you know, in the craft breweries, you know, have all different styles uh the traditional breweries. Um, then you also have some variations in cloth because um, there are also some other ingredients that added after the fermentation. For instance, uh, I personally like to use horseradish um, and give it a little spice. And... Um, and then uh, you also there's a wide use of honey uh, and you can also serve, and you also can use if it's a home uh, made beverage you also can use honey basically as a as additional source of sugar because sure. you need that uh, for fermentation as well so um, yeah so the flavors uh, flavor again is a, is a kind of a different taste but yeah it's uh, Basically, that's the best I could describe.
0: Yeah, it sounds like there's a pretty pretty wide range there. Um, so, so who's actually making Quas today, and and where can we get some get a commercial version to try, or is this something that's you know mo- ma- mainly brewed on the you know kind of homebrew scale?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I've been approached by actually quite a few brewers about this uh, in the United States. Um, I actually grew up in uh, Russia, it was still Soviet Union, and um, the only way we would buy kvass commercially, if you know, if you see a, a yellow truck pull up, it's like a, you know a barrel, a, a big barrel truck, and everybody would run out with their vessels you know like a 2 liter jar or whatever and then you can also get a fresh mug uh, filled filled uh, and that was the only way to get um, commercially made cloths. We never bought any bottled cloths. I don't think I've ever seen bottled cloths. Now, if you go to some Russian stores, if you live in a city where they have uh, Russian food, um, supermarkets, stores, uh, you will see some bottled cloths. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't taste anything like it. I personally don't recommend it. If somebody… <laughs> If somebody ever buys one of those and drinks it, I think they'll get a, a bad impression of cloth uh, A bottle of Kloss is um, uh, is not something I, I... I guess there is a taste. I mean, some people maybe like it, but... Um I'm personally not not a big fan. So, All right. so you um,
0: got to rely on the Kwas ice cream man to come by. It sounds like.
2: Yes, exactly. The ice cream uh, ice cream man. Yes, uh, th- that sells Kwas. Um, so, yeah, on industrial scale, they were also made. Um, you know, sometimes not only just rye malt, they also made like dough, basically, and um, they used uh, uh, for the rye dough. Uh, but the, the homemade kvass has always been around through, through centuries. And the tradition basically goes in the Russian household. <clears throat> uh, and um, uh, basically, um, well, the way the way I grew up. Uh, You know, my my family, uh, we have, um, uh, you know, people uh, fought in the war, uh, in uh, World War II, and there was a period of, you know, uh, food rations. You couldn't get any uh, food, and and, in the blockade of uh, Leningrad, St. Petersburg, uh, they were rationing like 100 grams of uh, rye bread uh, per per person, uh, per day. And uh, you could throw away maybe some things like old um, uh, meat or some, some, but you could never throw away bread. So that that goes back to the tradition of the, um, uh, you know, preserving the bread. So if the bread goes, uh, you buy the right bread, which, you know, is very common in Russia. If you buy right bread and the, the bread goes, hard you know you can't you can't cut it anymore <laughs> to that point so what do you do with it you can't throw it out you have to make cloths out of it <laughs> <There you go. laughs> so that's like uh sometimes yeah you just you just uh collect it till you get uh, enough to make it and um, there's your there's your you know it's not necessarily you you were um you were going to do it. It's just you happen to have a lot of uh, stuff that you could use. So
0: it's pretty interesting. I wonder if um, I wonder if one of the reasons there was never any uh, real um, serious uh, industrial attempts at it is just because I, I can imagine it would be rather difficult to process, especially having you know brewed some beers with you know not even anywhere close to hundred percent rye. It, you know, can be rather challenging in the brew house. So um, sounds like something that might be a lot easier to make on the on the small scale
2: yeah well um actually they have uh well in the russian breweries they do make glass. there are some dedicated um breweries uh and also uh, producers of glass so yeah in russia of course where that beverage is consumed um, there's also another um in, in other eastern european countries belarus ukraine um and um uh, kazakhstan uh they um they all have uh, uh, producers of class. Uh, in United States, actually, um, I I've talked to the brewmaster from Alaska Brewing one time. I think they made some, and it was an alcoholic class. Uh, that was uh, actually well I originally posted this article at the uh, WBC in Portland back uh, four years ago and yeah this was uh, I remember I, I was, that's when I was talking to the brewmaster David uh, from Alaska Brewing he was quite interested and I talked to him afterwards uh, after after that uh, event and he told me that they successfully brewed um, uh, kvass, and it was uh, I believe he said he made it like six uh, six and a half percent which is quite quite good coming up one thing you don't want to do is you you don't want to have this um, lactic fermentation to take place very long
0: I'm John Bryce, and you're listening to the Master Brewers Podcast from the Master Brewers Association of the Americas.
1: Support for this podcast is brought to you by Bring the world to your brew house with BSG's diverse selection of ingredients and services. Our dedicated customer service team and industry experience provides you with the assistance you need every step of the way. Make BSG your supplier of choice with products essential to making great artisanal beverages so you can stay focused on your craft. Visit us at bsgcraftbrewing.com or contact us at 1-800-374-2739.
0: Here's what's coming up on the Master Brewers calendar. Don't miss the July 10th safety webinar, lockout, tagout, it's the law. The District Michigan Summer Social is July 13th at Fitzgerald Park in Grand Ledge. District Northern California meets at Off the Rails Brewing in Sunnyvale July 18th. District St. Paul Minneapolis joins forces with the Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild once again for the Minnesota Brewers Conference July 26th in Duluth. The District St. Paul Minneapolis August Meeting and Golf Outing is August 2nd at Muddy Axe Hop Farm. The District Texas Summer Meeting in Kerrville is the weekend of August 2nd. Don't miss the basic lab equipment for your brewery webinar August 8th, presented by our friend John Gerritano from episode 64. District Rocky Mountain meets August 14th at New Terrain Brewing in Golden. Master Brewer's Brewery Systems Technology and Maintenance course starts August 18th in Madison, and the District Ontario Hop Field Day is August 24th at Goodlot Farmstead Brewing Company. Registration is now open for the 2019 Master Brewers Conference in Calgary. We'll have a local on the show next month with some insider tips, but be sure to tack on a couple of extra days to enjoy some amazing hiking and make the 45-minute trip to Banff, which is one of the most picturesque places on the planet. Check out the full calendar of events at mbaa.com for more details or to find a district meeting near you. Now back to the show. Your article mentions that a combination of a, a dairy culture and baker's yeast is, is typical. Tell us more about what sounds like a, a rather complex mixed fermentation there.
2: Yeah, that's the the main secret of quads. You have to find a good um, use of, um, uh, well, basically the use of dairy culture. Um, the dairy culture we also prepare at home. Um, uh, you know, just have to have a good uh, recipe, more or less. Um, the uh, uh, idea is basically the fermentation. Uh, you 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 add both the um, uh, the dairy culture and the yeast at, at the same time. Um, once you prepare the wort. Uh, but as you know, the, the yeast doesn't kick in instantly. It takes a little bit of while to get it kicked, but uh, the, the, the dairy culture, fermentation, the lactic, yeah. um, bacteria starts uh, very quickly so but one thing you don't want to do is you you don't want to have this um, lactic fermentation to take place very long uh, because um, then you know you you start getting that really you know like vinegar type of taste so very acidic so um, so that's the key that you you basically you undergo first the lactic, and then at, uh, once the lactic uh, stops, then you you start uh, the the new um, uh, fer- the other fermentation. At that time, the yeast starts to kick in. So the trick is to really find a good yeast, and I experimented actually quite a bit. I, I've tried many different yeasts and I tried them in different form. I tried them in a liquid form first. I actually my best one I found was um the I used the uh, the one from Lala Mond uh, Windsor and Nottingham. Um, they're traditional English ale yeast. Uh, they work really well because the reason why they kicked they kicked in sooner. Uh, well, at least with the wort that I prepared um, sooner than the other ones. So I, I uh, um, yeah think I found a good good solution basically for for this type of uh, uh, fermentation. So for for the commercial scale, yeah, it's going to be uh, somewhat different. Um, hey, you you mentioned that uh, um, good.
0: you mentioned that the uh, that uh, it's sounded like brewers yeast began to sort of replace baker's yeast over time. Uh, uh, how common was that? It, it sounds like baker's yeast was was used predominantly throughout history.
2: Well, the baker's yeast uh, was used as a not for non-alcoholic one. Basically, uh, okay, the beer didn't really come to Russia until much later um and and also vodka didn't come to russia till much later people associate vodka as a russian beverage actually i believe it came um, from poland at one time maybe 16th 17th century something like that um and so but before that uh the 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 really the the strong alcohol um was mo- mostly produced by you know they had other Also, beverages they called kvass, but they were um, like berry, uh, uh, honey type of beverages. They call them medavucha, based on honey. And um, also kvass, as I mentioned, was was much more alcoholic. So, when other more um, alcoholic beverages came to Russia, stronger alcohol, um, then the kvass kind of started to fade away. Uh, it was like a very light, it became more lighter. And at, the, at at one point, you know, when the beer became popular, it basically became as a non-alcoholic, um, uh, non-alcoholic beverage. Um, but I mean, you could still find them, you know, with like maybe half or 1% alcohol, something like that. But that's where you would find the most. You would not find anything more than... half a percent maybe one percent in an extreme case so it was never it was never like really it was like really really light um so like uh, in in the beer term would be ultra light or almost like basically non-alcoholic yeah so um so this this was this was really this something like that started to happen a little bit over 100 years ago, more or less 100, maybe 200 years ago. So it became non-alcoholic. So the beer, the, the sorry, the the class I described and uh, I was drinking at, uh, from the from the yellow truck. Um, this class was non-alcoholic. So okay. uh, and. We all came to live like all the you know all the people who were always associate as a non-alcoholic beverage. So this this was uh, basically trying to resurrect cassis as an alcoholic beverage.
0: Makes sense, makes sense. So you also mentioned that it, it can be kind of a challenge to get full attenuation with the brewers yeast. Um, why is that, and what are some of the keys there?
2: Yeah. So basically, uh, the fermentation takes place. Uh, it, it's basically, you know, it takes it takes very very quickly uh, for for this only. It's uh, the whole beverage, and that's really give you a little bit of my background uh, for this as well. I used to brew beer when I was in college, and then um, then my jobs I've been taken after college required a lot of travel. So you know, once you start traveling, it's very difficult to make beer. Um, Kvass, on the other hand, um, is much easier to make because you can do it over the weekend. Fast, yeah. So it's very fast. Um, and, uh, you know, you could do it. I mean, well, we'll sit in the refrigerator for like an additional day basically after that just, you know, to cool it. Um, and then everything settles. Uh, but, um, you know, it's more, it's it's, it's a much quicker, uh, much quicker. So the, the idea is basically um here what you have is um, you you have to um, if, if, you, if, you, if you try to uh, you know basically um, if, you, if it goes a little bit uh, longer in this sense because once you start you know you, you you're doing that at a room temperature uh, this fermentation to place uh, takes place at a room temperature if you you um, uh, start having um, uh, the the longer fermentation, you uh, basically start getting that um, uh, that vinegar type of taste. You know, the acidic. It, it's very um, you know, uh, it, it basically uh, kills your you know taste. It starts to sure. um, yeah, um, yeah spoil spoil your beverage. So.
0: So now you had really kind of set out in this article to, to brew a higher alcohol class w- without sour flavor. Um, you know, were you successful in doing that? And what do you believe to be you know, yeah. crit- critical in achieving that?
2: Yeah, no, I think uh, this this was quite successful uh, doing it when you find the right yeast that you know you can kick uh, the kicks in really quick, uh, so you can complete your fermentation quickly and you um, you know you you avoid having any off flavors. Uh, so um, you can, I mean, this uh, the stuff that I was making uh, you know for the when I was writing the article, yeah, it came out to maybe you know usually make it like two 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 and a half percent. And, uh, which is which is good I mean uh, I think it's because it's really what I've been trying to do is making uh, it, it's brewed in summer typically it's a summer beverage and in Russia it's the same way when I was describing those trucks pulling up um, this only happens in summertime. it's a good refreshing summer beverage um, I mean I guess you can drink it in winter time but I mean I, I personally never really been drawn to do that but it's it's uh, uh, yeah it's 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 really uh, uh, it's really more of a summer beverage than uh, than anything else so it's just you know something you could drink like a big mug very quickly uh, low alcohol but you know it gives you a little bit of kick so you want to have um you know just a little bit more of an adult drink than having a, uh, having just like a kid's drink so
0: sounds good well hopefully there's some good inspiration there for uh, yeah. all, all the <laughs> brewers out there to get yeah. ready for their next summer seasonals so Well, Alex, thanks a lot for sharing a bit of history and and innovation with us. Um, Sure. I've I've certainly enjoyed learning about Quas, so thank you both for writing the TQ article and also taking some time to discuss it with us here on the Master Brewers podcast.
2: Sure, absolutely.
0: That was an old but fun episode from early 2017. If you want to learn more about Quas, Master Brewers can help. Just type KVAS, that's K-V-A-S-S, into the industry's best search bar at mbaa.com. Are you enjoying the Master Brewers podcast? Let me tell you about a simple way you can help us keep making more. Take a minute to thank our sponsors. There's no way we could produce this show without generous support from sponsors like Hopsteiner, ABS, Proximity Mall, White Labs, and BSG. So please let them know you heard their message on the Master Brewers podcast and that you appreciate their support. It's time to start making plans for the 2019 Master Brewers Conference. If you can only make it to one conference in 2019, this should be it. We're really mixing things up this time and heading to the Calgary Convention Center to see how Alberta celebrates Halloween. You can find all the details on the Meetings tab at mbaa.com.
2: That I should have mentioned that, but I did.
0: My fist full of courage. My heart full of
1: rage. Well, I can't get stuck, I can't be losing too much. And then I'm heading out to any other place.